Welcome to Moola Wisdom Series on the Moola Talks podcast with myself, Meeta Gupta and my guest, co-host Jermina. On this podcast, we talk everything Moola from mindset to management to investing of it for a secured and comfortable life that you can enjoy today and in the future. With loads of real life experiences and lessons learned, this is the Moola Wisdom Series brought to you by Moola for Women a financial literacy and empowerment community for women that makes finance simple, fun and easy to understand irrespective of your age, background and geography. And now let's get started. Good day to all of you dear dear listeners and viewers here and a very warm welcome again to our talk show Moola Wisdom. We have dear dear Jermina with us. And today our topic is why we must teach our kids about money. So really excited to talk to you, Jermina, and uh, to get your, again, your wise nuggets from your own life, what you, the way you have, you know, dealt with money as far as your kids are concerned and yeah, whatever good things you have to tell us about why we should teach our kids about money. So the first question, if I can ask you is, should you teach your kids about money or is it a parent thing? Why should you teach your kids about it? I think it's absolutely, absolutely crucial because we forget that our kids are going to be adults. At some point, they are going to earn their money, spend their money, and we want them to also save their money. So I think it's extremely crucial that the earlier you begin with it, the better it is for sure. So then, I mean, when you say you should as early as possible, then what should you tell them? I mean, something like a, a kid who is three years, four years, five years, vis-a-vis who, a kid who's a teenager, what is the difference in the way one should talk about money to different people at or different kids at different age groups? So I think one universal rule is, Vita, that we should not kind of make money look too good or too bad. You know, the feeling that if you don't have money, it's a horrible life. Or money is not the most important thing, which is a nice philosophical statement, but we know reality is different. So from that aspect, I think these extreme ends should be avoided. I think really young kids may not get it much, you know, but I think probably around seven or eight is when they start understanding value. So, for example, a young kid like my neighbor's kid, you know, he's six years old and he has this tooth fairy thing going So people have been giving him 10 rupees, 20 rupees, and I decided to give him 100 rupees. And he wasn't highly elated. To him, he just got money. You know, the difference between 10 rupees and 100 rupees didn't really hit him because of the age. But I guess as kids go to 8 or 10, I think it's very important that that's when they start understanding. That's when they realize, you know, higher denominations, lower denominations, some things are costing more, some things are costing less. Something is probably out of reach, you know, if they want a fancy toy or a gadget. So that's when the reality of money kind of starts, uh, you know, dawning on them. And that's perhaps the right step. You're so right on that, Jermina, because I remember way back when I was a kid, I remember there was Rakhi. And at, uh, during Rakhi, somebody gave me money and my, uh, you know, cousin brother came running to me and he says, oh, why don't you share your money with me? And I said, yeah. So I tore the note into half. And I gave half the note to him. And I said, okay, that's your bit of the money. This is my bit of the money. So what you said is so right that at that time, probably we don't even understand what money is and what money can do. And so 
absolutely you know to ha- talk have age appropriate conversations is so so important so what do you think then i mean you're right at the age of 7 kids are start understanding more about what money what is the value of money and what money can do and you know different that okay 100 rupees versus 1000 rupees can buy different stuff then what is the conversation that parents should have around money at that time i think first is to kind of trust them a lot of times in being overprotective we tend to want to make the decisions for them and trust is basically about allowing them to make the decisions and after that you know allowing them to also face the small consequences i won't say consequences because how much big can a consequence be for a child so a simple way could be say giving them a monthly or a weekly allowance now it could be as simple as saying okay you go to school you're going with your breakfast and lunch boxes but there is a canteen and you want to indulge in stuff so here is a certain amount for you for the month let's say and we won't tell you what to do you decide what you want to do you want to every day eat something small or you know every day have something big whatever but this is the money you won't get more and you also want to buy for a whole lot of your friends it's the child's decision you make it very clear that you are going to decide what you do with this money and let's say for whatever reason you know the first thing we do when you get a lot of money is maybe the kid is every day having the most expensive dessert in college and by 10th of the month let's say he's run out of the allowance given to him which was supposed to last 30 days he or she you don't reprimand the child and however difficult it is you don't top it up because i think that's where they learn the lesson see you were given this money you were given the freedom to make the decisions you had the choice maybe you've even started by negotiating and saying okay let's agree on the amount so you even agreed on this amount and now you have overspent so it's for you to figure it out let the kid not have an indulgence for 20 days next month he's going to be a lot better who knows he may even have a surplus so i think these real life things where they understand the consequences and these are not things you can teach in a classroom or teach with a conversation you know these are things you experience i had 100 rupees at the start of the day today now i have zero or i actually need to give 10 rupees more to the school ke canteen wale uncle because i actually bought stuff worth 110 and you know that kind of stuff so i think that could be a very very simple way of doing it another way i feel is you know when festivals or birthdays come yeah sometimes kids want to indulge in a big ticket items now you may or may not want to buy the big ticket items say something like a playstation or you genuinely as a parent for whatever reasons cannot afford that expensive gadget right i think the way to share it with the child is that we will buy it for you but unfortunately we can't buy all of it for you so you regularly you know you may be having visitors coming relatives coming you know families visiting or a birthday or a festival so you say when you get that money why don't you set it aside and you know at least collect let's say the item is going to cost 15000 you say at least you get 5000 somehow and we'll put in the 10000 or you contribute 50% then we will put the balance 50% and boy i think if you do that the child kind of immediately realigns his or her needs so if they were going to spend on frivolous stuff they immediately are happy you know your grandmother calls and says i'm coming for a visit what do you want and you are not asking for that car or the doll which otherwise you want you are saying nani paise de do dadi paise de do you know i think that makes a big difference and the pride they have in that ownership because i have done this with my son he hated us doing it but we did it and the pride they have when they say like i bought my 
PlayStation or I bought X, Y, Z is very different. And that's the right way you show them how to go about it. You know, it's almost they have contributed to their big ticket purchase. That's very important. So I have a question here. Do you think the kids would become money minded if you start t- telling them at a young age that, you know, oh, you need to contribute towards a big ticket item, then would it, you know, the next time the grandparents come and they say, oh, what do you want? Oh, give us money because we are planning for a big ticket item. So they're thinking about money all at such a young age, which we generally, you know, from our past experiences, we're always told that, oh, as a kid, you should not be, you know, so money minded. Do you think it's okay for uh, kids to have that thought about money and understand that, it's okay to you know think about money in a way because you want certain things and so so being proactive to even ask your grandparents if they're asking that what gift do you want to say okay please give me money because i'm saving for something like a playstation so what are your thoughts around that so one is that you obviously do this with a little older kid at least 10 or 12 years and above and you know money minded has many meanings one is a very negative money minded that you're always thinking about money and i don't think that's what kids will even do if you push them to it it's i think becoming more money aware and i think today anyway once kids reach a particular age most of us i do that with my friends children my young nieces and nephews you tend to ask them what do you want because we know today there is such a lot of choice to unlike perhaps our childhood it's not like they are getting limited stuff you know so you don't want to duplicate that say for a boy's birthday he gets five different you know lamborghini models because everybody knows he likes a lamborghini and he would have actually preferred maybe five different car models you know so most of us tend to kind of ask them what do they want so one you're giving them what they want you're filling their wishes kind of a thing so in that case it's fine and it's fine if the person says money because and if he says give me money because playstation kharidna hai ya you know ye wala naya game aaya hai mujhe kharidna hai it's fine that's not money minded that's money conscious because you've also created this feeling that you know it's not just going to come easy you have to work for it so lovely so what i loved about it is the way you said that there is a difference between being money minded and money aware or money conscious and by being conscious about money two things are happening one like you said that there's no repetitive purchase like everybody is loading you with that same gift and because of which you're wasting your the money the hard earned money of whoever it is and the second is the kid starts getting aware that okay this is the money that i need for this uh, this particular purchase and whenever i get an opportunity from you know to get a gift from somebody i can align it to towards this goal of mine so they also understand how to achieve a goal a financial goal by slowly working towards it so that's truly beautiful and i think what also you said was that don't make money a taboo topic so when you said that you know when i talked about it being money minded and you said money awareness it's like taking the bad aspect of money out of it and saying that it's not taboo you don't have to feel guilty about whenever we talk about money or if you're asking somebody for your grandparents for money it's nothing to feel guilty right you're being conscious you're being aware you're being sensible when you're taking a decision like that and i love that part of it too so when you said that uh, you know you did that with your own son 
so uh, where you gave him some money and you told him that you know be a part of the bigger financial goals of whatever the bigger purchases which he wanted to purchase what about your bigger purchases did you include him in those kind of decisions too i think it's important that children are part of decisions which are big ticket items you know it could be the car the family is buying the fa- house the family is buying of course our son uh, was part of all these decisions because he would come with us either whether it was to the car showroom or the houses we were looking at they obviously come from a world of oh i immediately like it or this building doesn't have as big a pool as the other building so maybe their decision points are not right but i think it's important to make them part of the decision so they feel involved and it's also the part of the decisions where you're discussing money so maybe the apartment with the much larger pool is let's say 10% more expensive than the apartment without the lesser pool and you know if you kind of actually show them the calculations even though they may not understand it makes them say that okay my parents know what they are talking about and perhaps that bigger pool is not such a big deal i mean take for something like a vehicle they are largely either going to go for brands celeb or a sports person is endorsing or when you're choosing the final car their favorite color or what they like may come in so you can of course indulge them on those but can it be more knowledgeable decisions that why have we bought a more appropriate car you know why have we not taken something which is much larger because maybe it's too big for our needs and it's not funny but you know when you talk to children and give them the reason why they can be the most supportive in the decision making process you just assume unko samajh mein nahi aayega ya bachcha hai aur bacche ki tarah explain but there's nothing like having a one on one honest adult talk with the child and kids get honesty everybody gets authenticity and honesty right definitely kids then they feel more involved in the decision more responsible you may also take a decision which is not for the child but at least the child understands where you are coming from what are the ways to go about making these decisions because you are talking of a big ticket item and hopefully something has been learned there by the child so lovely and i think what you you know also brought to my mind when you said that was that it gives you give the kids two more things one it gives the kid the confidence i mean as a young adult or as a kid when you take a kid's opinion when they uh, you're taking big decisions the kid feels a part of decision making and i think apart from the fact that he he or she gets confident they also learn how to do decision making they know that okay this is more expensive so i can't afford it right now or i can't go with it right now maybe i have to the word might be compromise or adjust or whatever or look at something which is less expensive right now and maybe work towards that more expensive thing so you teaching them so many more skills like you know uh, being confident taking your own decisions and those are priceless really so i have another question for you uh, germina you know what do you, should you teach the kids about it when in to, uh, when you talk about money should you just t- tell them that oh this is what money does or should you t- tell them what to save what to invest what to do with your money and why should you do it what are your thoughts around those things i think there are many aspects to it one is of course like i said if they have their own allowance and you know you're not interfering with how it has to be spent not are you you know being the protective parent when they overspend and still want something else so that's a subtle way of teaching money another way is i think uh, like we said making part of the decisions third is can we also teach them the good money can do so one could be since you know we are almost uh, close to the festive season 
you are going to get a lot of money. Can you teach them that let's now this time give 10% of your, say, Diwali earnings or Christmas earnings to the house helps or the driver uncle who takes you to school every day? Yeah. Let them experience that lovely feeling of giving and seeing the surprise and joy on the receivers. And I think, you know, that's a real practical lesson. Maybe you can also open a bank account for them. Tell them that, okay, whatever you earn every time, you negotiate the percentage, 25, 50, whatever it is, saying every time you get money, we are going to put that in the bank, you know. And maybe every six months you update or show them online how that, you know, 5,000 rupees they put is now 5,300 without them adding anything to it. I think that's the best way to show that investments are important, how putting in that investment helps. In fact, this is something I did with my son when he turned 18. I was one of, I think, those parents who actually called the banker and said, hey, we are coming to do this change from, you know, minor to major. And I remember my banker telling me, I wish more people were that aware. And then I also told him to kind of show the investments we had been making for our son and, you know, how it had grown over a period, etc. And I said, you tell it to him as a banker because, you know, I want him to now know that A, he's an adult and B, he needs to have these conversations. And the banker kind of really played very well. And he kind of said how, you know, from the time he was five and he literally showed the first investment from the time he was five year old saying, see, this was invested. So I think this benefit of actually having a banker open to him a statement, show him a statement, which, you know, started 10 or 12 years back and showing how, uh, you know, we had started early in investing for him and how those investments had grown was an eye opener for him. And what happened was because, you know, he was starting college. So the typical Indian staff, a lot of, you know, relatives sent money saying he's starting college, give him money to, you know, buy what he wants for his birthday, for festive season. And every time, you know, he got that, he would turn around and tell me, mom, put this up on some mutual fund, you decide, you discuss with that uncle and you guys put it over there. For the first year, I think he consciously put in so much because he got that. And he was able to say that my needs are being taken care by my parents, some amount of indulgences by gifts. But I think he also became conscious of an indulgence versus an investment. How beautiful. I think this is tremendous, Jamina, to say that, you know, you brought up a kid from the very beginning to say that, you know, you be mindful about money. You've got him uh, as a part of your decision making. And when he turns into an adult, you very beautifully unfold whatever you've invested for him and say that, listen, see, this is what I've done for you. And it doesn't make, so when a kid has been brought up in that manner, I think what the beauty of that would be that that kid is not suddenly excited to see so much money. He's aware that the parents have spent money and saved their hard-earned money for this particular purpose, for my uh, education, for my growth and, you know, my future. And that would make you so much more conscious, not only conscious about your money, but so much more uh, empowered to feel that, you know, oh, this is something which I need to take it forward from here. So it's beautiful. I don't. And I think that's a huge thing for our listeners to understand that how beautiful can it be when you can take your kids through this journey of money from the time they are, you know, seven or eight years old to their adulthood, where you've taught them about money, and then you present them with their money and say, listen, see, this is what I did for you. And now you have to grow it from here. 
So the last question I would want to ask you, Jermina, is how much is when you say this is the amount of money you should give to your kid as pocket money? What is that? How much that should? What do you think? I honestly don't know how much it would cost for a kid today to have pocket money, but. Sometimes I think what's also important is it should not be a one-way communication. It's important that it's a dialogue. So you turn around and say, so for example, if we go back to the thing saying we are going to give you money to enjoy in the school canteen, you negotiate with the child. You know, child may say, I need thousand rupees a month, and you'll say, why thousand? And you know, how much are you going to have? What? And you know, make them aware that how to arrive at that some thousand. You either understand or has he just he or she just said it off the hat. maybe a bit of negotiation because we should not make money coming easy also you may i'm not saying settle at 500 and the child is disappointed unless until it's a real thousand is a real because but negotiating or understanding why the person have they really done a calculation at the back of their mind and come back for it then you reward them for that again so but the conversation like i said has to be an adult conversation even though it's with a child who is 10 12 14 yeah and it has to show that a you're teaching them how to think about money and expense b understanding and appreciating it you know don't be that indian parent who says nahi nahi hum to itna hi denge ye to bahut ho gaya even if you can't explain why you can't they buy it a lot better and they will not crib about it and they won't crib every month when you give them that money saying aap to itna hi dete ho aap to itna hi dete so you're teaching them so many life skills right you're teaching them negotiation you're teaching them discipline you're teaching them confidence you're teaching them decision making skills budgeting right so many skills so i think this was a beautiful conversation germina and thank you so much for this i think if we all get our kids started on money in at an early age at a tender age when they're about 7 8 years and start giving them that little bit of money which is negotiated right which is something which is arrived at after that kid and and obviously it grows more as the kid becomes more right when they're 7 or 8 visibly when they're 18 the amount of pocket money that you would give them would be very different because their needs would be different and their wants would be different and t- making them a part of the decision making making them a part of your decision making when you are taking uh, you know big money decisions or big uh, fi- uh, financial decisions for your family would make them i think feel happy about being a part of a family rather than money being a taboo topic oh it's a parent thing it's an adult thing we can't talk about money money and then we all talking about things like oh money grows on does money grow on trees do you think we have to really sorry work hard for our money and all those kind of things then just go out of the window so i'd like to end this uh, conversation today jamina by i read a beautiful quote which i if you uh, i like to uh, you know end with that which says that money doesn't grow on trees it grows on intelligent minds and so isn't that beautiful so imagine i mean if we could just cultivate intelligent minds in our kids to say that this is the way we uh, you can make your money grow by being intelligent about your money and uh, yes being positive and again like i said in the last episode being happy about your money so always create happy money don't make money a taboo topic and do talk to your children about money because they're a part of the family and money is a life skill which we must all teach them so thank you so much jamina and we will meet in the next episode again Thank you for joining us today. We hope you found value in today's conversation. And if you are ready to do something about taking charge of your finances today, 
feel free to drop us a DM on Instagram or visit our website www.moolaforwomen.com. Make sure to join us next week for the last episode of the Moolah Wisdom Series with Jermina, where we will be sharing the essential money management advice for women in particular. As women, we all go through so many life phases and there is some fundamental financial awareness that each woman should have. We will be sharing those in the next and last episode of this series. So remember to tune in next week to Moola Talks podcast. Also, if you haven't already, please go ahead and follow us on your podcast listening app and on Instagram at Moola for Women. Till next time, this is your host Meeta Gupta signing off.